Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Conspiracy Farm, where we don't start the conspiracies, we just add the water. And now, your host of the most state-of-the-art, most informed podcast on the interweb, I present to you, Pat Militage and Jeffrey Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Doing great. Uh, don't have some shows for, don't have any, um, let's see, uh, no access TV stuff for three weeks. So I'm flying out Tuesday to go be on the Andrew Wilkow show on The Blaze. We're going to discuss, ironically, Antifa, uh, toxic masculinity, and a few other oh, things. Shit. And, and uh, electrical tape holding reading glasses together. Yeah, that that's a pretty awesome uh, job you've done with. I was going to mention that last week, but what's up, Christian Sutton? Christian Sutton in the building. Yeah, I I sent him. Uh, I apologize, Christian, for posting on your Facebook page, but I saw that a Kenyan minister had discovered Jesus walking through Kenyan streets, and he in fact is white, and that the Kenyan minister brought Jesus to his church, and the people at that church are are gleeful that they have found the white Jesus. Christian probably didn't think that was too funny, but I laughed my ass off. Was that on the onion or something? Because clearly that's, you know, that sounds like... <laughs> no, dude, it's for real. It's for real. This wow. guy looks like Jesus. He was walking around Kenya, a city in Kenya. Heath, Heath Giles, what is up, my man? Heath Giles, the guy that first ever gave me acid. One of the few times I ever did acid. Sorry to blow up my acid plug there, but yep. Did did Heath, Heath was my acid guy. Dude, okay, so uh, some, Michael Placencia, what's up, brother? A lot of people jumping on here quick. That's good. Uh, Tony Seymour, Roger Dow, absolutely, How you doing, Roger, Tony. Absolutely. Good, good to see you guys on here, Thomas. But uh, now this this chaos, this sprint to judgment, the media, the um, the chaos with these shooting. Well, students, but before terrible. we get into it, I, let, let's First. let me let me let me please for us preface thoughts and prayers, absolutely, and huge yeah. condolences going out to the families who've lost loved ones in both of these back-to-back -back incidences. Whatever conjecture, all, whatever argument we have all, about what happened, I mean, we're all lives were lost, man. We're all disgusted and heartbroken over this stuff. So it needs to be corrected, but. We need to address all sure the potential indeed. issues, right? I mean, this look, there's a lot of stuff swirling around this. Um, most people are just listening to the media. Um, they were white ring, uh, right wingers, uh, white supremacists, and all this other stuff, which is uh, couldn't be further from the truth. It's it's pretty <clears throat> scary, man, how the media has hijacked the narrative. And even though there's a lot of people like you and I who are telling, you know, who are, are seeking the truth, I should say, um, and really want to find answers that were demonized and shut down and shadow banned on social media. And look, this all starts off with the FBI field office, whichever field office it was, putting out a memo saying that anybody Last week, last week, about four yeah. or five days before this went down. People associated with conspiracies and QAnon, um, 
are a terroristic threat to the United and States. And 8chan, and 8chan are a potential uh, domestic terrorist threat. And then however many, three or four days later, this guy posts his manifesto on 8chan. And then if you go to whatever website that was, where literally almost in real time, they were changing his profile from a registered Democrat to being a Trump supporter and QAnon right. and all this other stuff. So this was happening in real time. Yeah, it's... um. And, and there's screenshots of all of it because people were paying I attention. People yeah, were paying I, attention. Probably, yeah, we have, we, have, we, have, we have kept track of all this stuff. Um, well, and even we the need... video, literally live when it was happening, Adriana Quinzada, Quinzada him, her and her daughters both get interviews, and I recorded them on my phone in real time because I know how they get scrubbed, where they right. said they saw three people walk, three or four people walk in dressed in black. So... You know what I mean? With guns. It's, this they is, had oh, guns. They, they said yeah, they had I mean, this guns. Yeah, this is very similar narrative to a lot of stuff. And this isn't to say none of it didn't happen, et cetera, et cetera. So again, and I kind of want to qualify this because I think this is important because some of us is going to immediately dismiss what the fuck we're saying and we're crazy, et cetera, et cetera. But me personally, and Pat, we've talked about it on the show. There is a such thing at the end of World War II called Operation Gladio. And right. long story short is NATO, the North, American, North Atlantic Treaty Organization, yeah, is utilizing was utilizing certain proxy forces to shoot up schools, shoot up theaters, shoot up malls, and blame it on the communists. So it's not without, it's not outside of the realm of possibility. And there was a historical precedent for certain powers utilizing events like this, or even creating events like this for a larger political narrative. Is that what happened here? I don't know. And I don't know if Pat knows necessarily, but when you have that historical background, you can begin to see these certain footprints. And that's not to say every one of these are false, like, et cetera, et cetera. But when you start looking into it, first group of people see three, four people. Now it's a lone shooter. And okay, some of these other... What, what, what you just said, and you're, you're on the ball always, uh, Jeffrey. Not always. That's, not always. But, that's, but that's what I wanted to start this with, was Operation Gladio. Look, um, even on... Um, it's the Wikipedia. Um, it talks about it. Okay, so there is a Wikipedia page for Operation Gladio. So you people don't think that we're um, on another planet mm -hmm. or wearing tinfoil hats. Okay, this is actually a um, thank the seals hat. So we're we're actually you know patriots and lovers of our country. Operation Gladio is a code name for clandestine stay behind operations of armed resistance, and that, Jeff and I know all this stuff, but I'm reading this for the people that have no understanding of history of how this stuff goes down, all right? So again, Operation Gladio is a code name for clandestine stay-behind operations of armed resistance that was planned by the Western Union and subsequently by NATO for a potential Warsaw Pact invasion and conquest in Europe. Although Gladio specifically refers to the Italian branch of the NATO stay-behind organizations, Operation Gladio is used as an informal name for all of them. Stay behind mm -hmm. operations were prepared in many NATO member countries and some neutral countries. The role of the CIA in Gladio and the extent of its activities during the Cold War era and any relationship to terrorist attacks mm -hmm. perpetrated in Italy during the time and the years uh, of lead, late 60s into the 80s, are subject to debate. Then we go down and we will talk mm -hmm. about the, we find this. Uh, 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 boy, this is a long one, too. 
Um, well, that's all right. No, you, people don't want to be read to. But but the point is, is there is sure a historical precedent to, for this. They need to understand. But the, but but all. Well, I mean, go like I said. Go to everyone needs to do the do their homework. Look up Gladio right. and even look at what has been Gladio B, which is a lot of not every, but a lot of the same thing we're talking about with Gladio A. But the proxy force is now Islamic terror. They're utilizing certain aspects of Islamic terror to destabilize certain spots around the world to, for a larger political end. The same as Gladio, and now and, we're talking about essentially like a Gladio C. Where it's turned and against, a, and a bunch ourselves. of nerdy looking, a bunch of nerdy looking uh, potential Antifa members who are mentally compromised uh, and sent in to do this stuff. Who I mean, I don't even know if it's I don't even know if it's Antifa, but I mean, again, it's we've been saying. Well, we know we know we, we not to interrupt you. We know a certain you. side. Not to interrupt you, but you you yourself even sent me. The screenshots that you know there's proof of the knowledge five days before four days before three days before and two days before of people posting saying antifa is planning attacks in el paso texas right right so that's documented that's documented um without you can't refute it there, there's just no refuting it because it was it, it was a progressive thing Again, it could it could be, but I think so much basically co-intel co pro is taking place right now. A counterintelligence program to play every single group you can think of off against each other. So as soon as it. this, it's no, it's, as soon as this happened, what happened immediately? You went and people went political. Oh man, the Second Amendment. Oh man, this is Donald Trump shit. There shouldn't be gun rights for so many people, et cetera, et cetera. Then it went pharmaceutical. Oh, this is a pharmaceutical issue, et cetera, et cetera. Then it went racial. Oh, my God, this dude killed 20 people, and he's been taken into custody with no problem, and Eric Eric uh, Garner is selling cigarettes, and he gets choked out. So almost every cylinder, we immediately start fighting with each other. In, in the midst of this literal, you know, <clears throat> murder, mass murder of however from these different people. And so each group, once again, is now playing itself, or they're playing groups off against each other, Right on time, dude. Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I said something about be alert and aware. Not just generally speaking, but you and I have spoken about we can see false flags are coming. There is a certain side in this country of power that is losing power that has been ensconced for like decades. And they're losing power and they're doing right. everything they can. And so we're going to get into it, that the how Assange's charges got dropped, the Hillary dump got dropped, and what it, what happened to kind of we talked we talked specifically back to more, back possible false flags we talked more specifically about that the the unclassified documents on Hillary Clinton were going to be released and we said that the day those were released <clears throat> there would be false flag attacks they were released the morning of these attacks dude um look we've been right too many times and i'm sad i'm sad we're correct but we have been correct, and we've been trying to inform people and tell people what the fuck's going on. And I hope some people are starting to listen and understand the bigger picture of, of all but of that's, this. But that's what we talk about. Not a lot of people think long game, man, and not a lot of people, they think we're probably crazy, which is fine. It's whatever. We can agree yeah, or disagree. absolutely. But I'm when you start that. thinking long term about the implications of these things, like I said, from a political standpoint, racial standpoint, you know, economic standpoint, like we are all being pushed – even before the shooting happened, I posted the attack of the guy with the MAGA hat on with the big swollen face. And then right. I, I posted another one of a 60-year-old guy getting attacked who was protesting Trump. So this is happening on both sides. And we're going to see more and more political violence. And it's not going to be 
an all-out national civil war. You're going to find regional pockets, regionalized pockets of resistance and fighting going on. And this is just the beginning, dude. I suggest everybody watch the video I posted on my website called uh, "Worst Genocide Worse Than War." It's an, inc and that's an incredible documentary, and I I actually took the time to watch it again today. And there was a lot of things, a lot of things that I didn't catch the first mm -hmm. time. And it's people should go to your page and watch it. I think I shared it. If not, I will. But just so all the people that are that are tuning in, I, I will share it. But well, the, the thing is, we don't ever, and I, for me, it's not about like, see, I told you, but we're never often s seeming to be right in real time. It's only through a historical perspective of a few years, like the pedo gate stuff. They're like, oh my God, this was actually so deeply ensconced we couldn't possibly imagine. Yeah, you know, because we were they don't, they idiots, don't mind we were killing idiots two years ago, weren't we? For real, like tinfoil hat, whatever it is, but it's like, they have no problem burying people, dude. They have no problem shedding innocent blood for larger political means. And this has been going on for eons throughout history. But in our modern day history, they are utilizing very same, very similar, very wicked tactics to achieve larger political ends. And while we right. argue left, right, black, white, fucking Republican, Democrat, they're, they're, the war is against humanity. It's not, they don't care what side you're on because they want us fighting. There is a war yeah. against humanity, ladies and gentlemen. So we have to go back too to the Epstein case because all of that stuff broke of late and a lot of big names have been going down. Um, what's what's the director's name from the Law, Law and Order show? That guy just got busted for pedophilia, right? Their big names are falling yeah. left and right. They're trying to bury And a director, stuff. a huge director of a, of an artificial intelligence division at, um, at Cedar sinai just got pinched for distributing child porn. Exactly. So that's a lot of big Stop names Kelly. are going down. And they don't want that in the news. They don't want that stuff in the news. They don't want the Hillary Clinton. Uh, the case was dropped. You know, that's another thing that happened, I think, a day before or two days before these shootings happened. The Clinton case against the Trump administration, against Julian Assange, against WikiLeaks and Russia, saying that uh, they were working uh, conspiratorial or in in, in uh, the word I'm looking for working in together cahoots. in cahoots uh, to hack DNC servers a southern district New York judge not only threw that out but in his his uh, summary summary said yeah. that it was based on zero facts which brings us now back to the name Seth Rich Seth Rich was a, the DNC employee um, who most believe, who have actually done some investigating, <clears throat> was the individual who downloaded all the emails and information off of that and sent it to Ju Julian Assange, where the Podesta emails came from about, you know, hot dogs and pizza and pedophilia and all the other stuff. Um, there's, there's a lot of incriminating stuff on there. Um, so and you bring up that laptop, you bring up the laptop, who saw the laptop first, the new NYPD and how many NYPD officers have been killing themselves recently. The one guy, the one officer who saw it, one of the first ones to see it, he said, I'm going to vomit. I've never seen anything like this in my life. He killed himself. Some of some very high up people. Dude, I'm telling you this. It's, 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 listen, man. Some Game of Thrones shit, dude. It's some Game of Thrones shit. Um, Stacey Bond, thank you. Actually, she said, thank God you guys have a platform. <laughs> To get this stuff out um for how long Stacy? we're doing our best this for is how long you know and and the thing is 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 this is not easy it's not easy at all you know people uh you know jeff and i do this because we're passionate about the truth but trust me a little bit of money would help because we're 
getting ready to do a show. We're going to film some episodes. Uh, people can go to the conspiracyfarm.com and look, donate what you can, man, because we, uh, I would like to be able to make a living at this of seeking the truth. I really would. Um, I love doing the other things that I do for a living, but, but this is definitely um, our passion. So we would, we would love to be able to do that. But so when we go down the timeline of, you know, people understanding Operation Gladio first in Europe and then Gladio B now going on here. The the uh, Clinton court case being dismissed in New York, which shows that Russia and, and Trump and, and Assange were not working with Russia. Um, you know, you, you go through declassified docs that were released on Hillary Clinton and that the FBI actually aided in the destruction and removal and disposal mm -hmm. of blackberries and the bleach bit um, equipment, you know, the, the emails, the 33,000 emails. Um, there's some really, really bad shit going on. All this stuff would have been on the news had there not been a couple shootings. It could be coincidence. We're not saying that this is exactly what happened, but we're saying that you actually have to start thinking for yourself and stop listening to Micah Brzezinski, um, <laughs> the, 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 who I just roasted on Twitter uh, because she was going after Dana Lausch. And I said, your father, or, or I said, Pol Pot really enjoyed the support of your father, Micah. Really enjoyed yeah. Pol Pot, the mass murderer who, who killed over a million people in Cambodia. Uh, Brzezinski uh, certainly supported him. And that's the thing. People don't know. People don't know that. I mean, I think they don't, know the, people, they don't know the history. They don't know the big new Brzezinski wrote a book called The Grand Chessboard, was once the national security advisor for Jimmy Carter, was He's a talking. very, very bad man. Very, very bad man. He's he's essentially the one that was responsible for funding the original Mujahideen against the Soviet Union. And that that plan did not cease after the, they toppled or after they whatever, after the Soviet Union fell. They kept arming and funding proxy armies throughout the fucking world and i think they still do in my humble opinion but yeah what do you guys think well, that doesn't, that, doesn't just, that doesn't have to be your opinion i mean that's true no it is that's what i'm saying this isn't machinations sure, of my own that's, that's what i like about i mean we we will kind of editorialize and kind of you know give our own opinion on shit but a lot operation gladio is absolutely real the Gulf of Tonkin being fake is absolutely real. What I just said was, I mean, these these things have happened, dude. Zbigniew Brzezinski was, was a serious inside player that was responsible for some heinous shit throughout the world. But, you know, and now his daughter is on with Joe Scarborough, it's, just yeah, it's no out garbage every day. It's no accident that woman ended up behind an information desk to spew garbage to us, trust me. <laughs> Right. History is a lie we all agree to believe. Ryan Shepard, Sheeper, you are absolutely correct, my friend. Yeah, so, and, uh, you know, I mean, if you let's tell a lie long about, enough, people will believe it. Let's talk mm -hmm. about the neglect in cities like Chicago and Baltimore that are, you know, there are massive amounts of people murdered there every year, mm -hmm. and nobody's complaining about pistols that are doing a lot of the shooting. Um, you know, this is a, this is a tragic situation that we're, that we're dealing with. Um, the I mean, we, we, we can have issues on how Trump says certain things, the language he used, the way he kind of, uh, his phraseology, if you will. But I mean, are you kidding me? Do you find a lot of people moving to Baltimore? And as soon as all that shit happened, I forget the name of the mayor, but she had to be ousted because of political corruption. But she was literally Go on figure. video walking through, 
walking through Baltimore, walking through certain inner cities, like, dude, you can smell the freaking, not literally, but she's like, you can smell the dead animals. It, it, I mean, said, come on, dude. Andrew said you can smell the rats. Absolutely. But that, that, that based the larger question of Elijah Cummins has been there for a quarter of a fucking century. Was giving over one billion upon millions of dollars missing, if from not the Obama more. administration. There was one point eight, I think one point six or one point eight billion dollars sent to Baltimore to fix the problem. Do you know how much shit I could fix with one point eight billion dollars, Jeff? I could fix and a lot of problems with one point eight billion. Not to go without noting, but Maryland is the number two ranked state in Big the United go. States for federal indictments on human trafficking. Yep, number two state, and. Uh, Iowa seventh, but you know, still we're gonna, we're we're going to go ahead and ask um, Elijah Cummings, where are the kids? What happened to them? Where are mm -hmm. they? What are you people doing out there? One point eight. And billion. what happened? What happened after the after Trump with that went after him that day or the day or two after that? His fucking house gets broken into. Yeah, yeah, burglary. Doing, doing it's a little like cleanup house on, catching on fire. Yeah, doing a little cleanup over office. at the old. My computer caught over the old Cummings establishment. Yeah, all the file, all the files are gone. Jesus, Lord, help me, God, help me, help me, Lord, help me. Those, those damn criminals in Baltimore done stole my stuff. But whatever, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, we again, we get caught up in the political footballs. We can have real conversations about differences on political ideology and race, and you know, all of that shit. These are all very, very valid conversations, but they're being weaponized and used against us. So we miss the larger shit that's going on. The whole point of social engineering is for you not to get it when it's happening in real time. We're all right. being social engineered to some degree, but some of us more more falling for the okie doke than others. These shootings are absolutely deplorable, dude. It's fucking deplorable. But unfortunately, yeah. same as Operation Gladio, man. There's there's larger political in, implications to all of this. Not just yeah. these people losing their lives, but there's more shit going on, dude. Yeah, it's a much deeper thing. And, you know, also on you know, when I sat back and I thought about the attacks, and somebody actually messaged me today. I apologize for for forgetting their name, but uh, and Rick, th thanks for joining us. We're gonna red pill Rick the Fountain. shit out of you, dude. So hold on, hold on, uh, and you <laughs> can go back and listen to this whole thing because we lay it all out. But um, here's the here's the thing that I thought about. I said, you know, what are the most pivotal states when it comes to the last election and the next election? some of the most pivotal states, Florida, Texas, California. Ohio, Pennsylvania. California is not, California is not even contested anymore. That's so blue over there. That's, that's a lost cause, brother. That's a lost cause. But Texas that's and Ohio, right, Texas and Ohio are very, very pivotal in all of this. And the shootings happen to take place there. Look, I think there's so many angles to this that aren't coincidence to these shootings that it's it's impossible for us to ignore. The Look, a shooter walks in and has ear protection and eye protection. You talk about a noob. If, if I'm going <laughs> into a combat situation, which I've been in a lot of hand fights, I've been shot at a few times. I've had people try to stab me with knives a few times. Didn't end up well for them, thank God. But... Um, if I'm going into a combat zone with weapons, uh, firearms, I, I kind of want to hear everything that's going on, right? So who gave this kid, here, put these on your on your head, go in. This kid, this kid was clueless. 
This kid was completely well, clueless. And this is the location where they said two witnesses, as you mentioned earlier, saw three to four men dressed in black with long guns going in and and doing what they did. So there's there's some weird shit. There's some weird shit, weird shit attached to this, and there's just no getting around it. So people, please stop. Historically, since since 1982, the the major mass shootings. What you know, they try to say mass shootings are two people or more, right? Um, but mass you know what shootings. Yeah, uh, but the real mass shootings, where people go in with long guns, with tons of of uh, magazines, and and are loaded for bear. Um, there's been, I think, 115 or something like that since 1982, until until these last shootings and they say that it's white supremacists are the biggest threat. Look, whites have taken a big part in that. Um, 53 of the mass shooters were white, 62 were not. Okay. So, um, we've got to be honest about this, that it's not, it's, it's not a white black problem. It's not a Brown problem. It's not a yellow problem. It's a problem with society in general. It's a problem with manipulation. It's a problem with, <clears throat> With orchestration, there's a lot of a lot of things going on with this. And when you go back, like we said, historically, historically with Operation Gladio in Europe, um, and we never we never um, expounded on the fact that Operation Gladio was used for terrorist attacks in our studies and our research, used for attacks from the 60s to the early 80s of bombings and mass shootings to where. European governments finally took all the all the major you know weapons of mass destruction and military grade weapons uh, what they call away from the citizens. So they disarmed the European citizens based on um, a lot of these bombings and shootings that were perpetrated, which have been documented by Operation. And then bla and then blamed on the communists because they did not want to spread right. communism throughout Europe. This is exactly. historic. I mean, this is just what it is. This isn't. Neither of us are making this shit up. Look up Operation Gladio. That's what happened. But in yeah, the day, absolutely. like the day after one of those theater shootings or school shootings, if you were like, hey, this was NATO really doing this, they'd be like, you're fucking nuts. Only through historical perspective are these things proven out to be fucking true. So in the midst of this going on, you and I probably sound crazy thinking that there was some larger shit to any of this. But as as the, as the environment right now is so politically charged and the political implications of almost everything are almost everywhere... I just, I, I think it's, I, I think that the arrows are all pointing at, at rogue intel operations. I mean, it's just, for me, that's where I fall. It's, it's awfully tough not to go there with all of this. Um, well, I mean, it sucks when we hear, I would love to just hear it like it was one guy and everyone says like, yep, it was one guy. It's always like there were more people, even at Parkland, the, the chick who's like, there was a guy dressed all in black and he had a black face mask on and he was shooting. That wasn't fucking what the other guy was wearing. And so here we are again. They're blaming it on one dude, but we're having eyewitness testimony. People saying three or four people entered that motherfucker wearing black. Can you watch your language? God, you're so oh, passionate. Please. You're so passionate. This is my, my summer camps counselor here. Mr. Wilson, you need to watch your language. <laughs> so... Um, in other international news, we've got some stuff ramping up with they're, they're trying to sell us that a few politicians are putting out information saying that there is widespread American support for action against Iran, um, which they 
would love to have happen uh, because it's more of a distraction against all the elites who are guilty of, of doing horrible things to humanity and children and everything else. Uh, Even if it's not a distraction, that's on their list. They want Iran. You know, let's not, you know. Sure. I think Iran's it, I think been in the crosshairs a, for a minute. That's an operation of convenience on both sides. I mean, it's a, it's, it makes sense for them. Great distraction and at the same time um, bring them under the thumb of the central banking system, right? Pretty much, yeah, because most of these places, they don't have Syria, Iran, Libya. None of them were ran by the central bank. Uh, Bill, Bill Camper finally joined. <laughs> well, let's, let's, here, let me read Bill Camper. Let me, let me read Bill Camper. You guys are always pointing arrows and fingers at something else other than it was a mentally ill or politically motivated. Look, Bill, I have said for years, because I started <clears throat> teaching children many years ago, who were on Ritalin and the Prozacs and, and all the other drugs, that we were going to have an epidemic of meltdowns. There are currently, Bill, okay, get this straight, Bill, there are over one million children under the age of six, mostly boys, who are on drugs like Ritalin. That's just the kids under six. Now imagine the rest of the boys that they're drugging who are eventually going to turn 18 and no longer be on mom and dad's insurance policy, and they can't afford the drugs that have numbed them, and then the world is going to come at them in full color, and they're going to freak out. That's why these shootings are happening. Yes, that is a big part of it, Bill. And I've told people that for years, and I've been laughed at. But in the end, the facts speak for themselves. 95% of the shooters in these mass shootings have been raised on these drugs. Okay, so... Uh, I, you're, you're catching up to me finally. And Bill, you could be completely right. You could be, it could just be this whatever white racist <laughs> hated Hispanics. Jeff, I mean, there, Jeff there was Fickett. Jeff Fickett. Yay. Camperland. <laughs> it, it's always good to get alternative views other than their own. Right. 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 So or other stuff. fatherless <laughs> homes. Well, Brandy, I tell you, I was, I was raised without a dad. I was an angry guy, but, I did have access to guns, and I never decided to go out and shoot people. I think it has a lot to do with mental illness and, and the drugs, but I also think it has a lot to do with operations to, that, that ensure that our guns are taken from us, ultimately. I think it's a bigger picture. Um, you know, the politicians, the far left-leaning politicians, instantly say, we have to take everyone's guns from them. And there's, you know... Or just lean. continue to, to exacerbate the already existing infighting, because, like I said, when this happens... That ripple effect is we start arguing about political shit. Like I said, it's Trump's fault, Second Amendment. Then it's like, you know, violence and racial shit. And it's like, it never ends, dude. And that's just another thing to exacerbate an already fucked up situation. Yeah, yeah, no. I'm and all of this other stuff. I and mean, we, we could have, we, we have the SSRI conversation. We could have that level of access to guns. or it's, We could have all those conversations. But your solution is going to be wrong if your premise is fucked up. If you think it's something that we can legislate away when it's actually these engineer kind of things like Operation Gladio, I'm not saying all of these are, but if that's what we're talking about, some Gladio stuff, then there's no they're gonna there's no level of legislation and yeah. And if you if you're if you're just catching this this broadcast now, at least go back and listen to the beginning where we talked and give you a historical um, perspective on Operation Gladio in Europe and how that was used to to take the guns away from from Europeans before. You start criticizing or or jumping to conclusions about what we're talking about. Red red flag laws. Somebody just mentioned red flag laws. Roger Partridge. That's part Those of it. Those are scary. Yeah.
Those are scary. You can yeah. just have somebody go to the cops and be like, hey, he has guns and he's acting weird, basically. He posted right. something weird and they will come to your house and take your guns or take but you imagine, away. Here's, here, and here's my theory and something that dawned on me very at a very early age. I thought to myself, I said, if everyone knew how to fight and everyone knew how to shoot and everyone carried guns, it wouldn't be the Wild West. People would know they're going to die if they start shooting people, right? Because right. if you're if you're going to and a, a leftist is going to say, "Oh my God, then you've got a gunfight and innocent people die." Wait a minute, innocent people are dying. Okay, <clears throat> let's get that straight. But if everybody knows how to shoot guns and a lot of people are carrying, um, look, that mall in Texas was a gun-free zone. Okay, where all these shootings take place are gun-free zones. People don't walk into places where people carry guns, and if they do, they end up dead pretty fast. So well, and, and this notion that more more supposed like gun laws are going to stop somebody, they're killing people. They're clearly not giving a shit about the law. So they're going to, even if they're breaking right. that law, they'll gladly break a gun law. Like, come and on I want now. people. I, Look at Chicago, people, dude. Chicago's supposedly got... Go ahead, go ahead. Let's just say Chicago's got so many gun laws, but yet they got so much gun violence. This is where you go off That's the rails. Right. Some globalist plan, like these folks are puppets, some organization, and they're always leftist. At least Jeff says it's many parties. See? You see what Camper's trying to do there? He's trying to cause divide and conquer at the farm. Fuck that shit, Camper. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let's, let's let this absorb into your, into your gray matter, what's, what's left of it from, from, from the parties in college and high school. Um, take a deep thought. And I'll, I'll make it as simple as possible for you. Here's the phrase that I want you to remember. It's not about the trigger. It's about the finger. Okay? It's not the trigger. It's the finger. So get, get that straight. Because one's a machine piece of machinery. The other one is a human being with bad thoughts. Okay? So stop. Just stop with the bullshit. Anybody have any questions? All right, sir. Camper Anarchy says Jeff Pickett. Bill Camper, ha ha. But it's yeah, not I mean, the trigger, it's the finger, and he laughs. Okay, it's the piece of machinery, Bill. I'm going to go to the bathroom while you spew, and Jeff can deal with your garbage. I'll be right back. <laughs> Pat's out there urinating, ladies and gentlemen. But I mean, this isn't something that can be legislated. In my humble opinion. I mean, this is this is a whether it's manufactured, if it's manufactured and engineered, kind of in some of the way. I think no no laws are going to protect that. But if it is, it's just these mentally ill and like who's mentally ill? It's like certain people when they do this shit, it's like oh my god, he's a misguided person who could be on drugs. And when other people do it, it's like they're a terrorist doing it for Islam. And then when other people doing it, they're just thugs. There's no conversation about possible mental illness. We just automatically, boom, he's a criminal. He killed people. Throw him away. Lock the key or take the key. But, I mean, there's there's a lot of reasons, dude. I mean, I'm not saying our society is falling or whatever, but when you start looking at historically the crumbling society, these are some of the things that go down. Look at Rome. A lot of crazy shit was going on. <laughs> during the implosion of Rome. And let's hope we're not we're not Rome, but um, I do believe these political the political violence is going to uptick and it's going to we're going to see more of it, unfortunately. 
Well, because again, about, like I said, man, everyone has everyone has their opinion. They don't they don't want to have their opinion. Their opinion has them. So it's like they're willing to just that extreme tribalism. I'm not saying don't protect your tribe, but now it's just going off where it's like we're we're slowly pushing and pushing to the point where like your tribe and my tribe can't even live together anymore. Our differences are so entrenched. That's right, unfortunate. Because right. well, again, like we say all the time, dude, we have more in common than we do different, dude. We just do. Yeah. But we, we I, are, I we've allowed some of this conditioning to fuck us up in the brain. Let me ask you, have you recognized, um, I can see how it can be inflammatory, but um, Trump's speech and Trump's tweets and things like that, which are are meant to be inflammatory, it's very obvious. Um, has there been anything that has been specifically racist about it in your mind? I don't pay attention to it like that. The only time I hear about it is through the secondhand news. It said, I don't follow his tweets. So when they say his tweets said this and this, I don't know if that's true or not. I just know it's from, for me, just standing back watching it. It's just, the, the, I can't use this term, but it's a very accurate term. The social engineers know exactly how to get us tweaked out. He says this, but I mean, they know how to touch all of these different buttons. And again, that's how they need us divided right now. Tripped out about race, politics, religion, Antifa, you know, these shootings, the Second Amendment, all of it, dude. It's, it's, that's what I kind of pay more attention to is the macro version. Do I think that Trump is racist? Fuck, I don't even know. I, mean, I don't know the guy. I know, he's, I know he knows how to speak to his constituency. And I'm not saying that that means they're, they're racist, but he, similar to the same pendulum that uh, Barack Obama was on, he knew how to speak to people to rally his base. That's exactly what Trump's doing, dude. Well, he's a master at it. He's the master. I tell, of the I tell you what, Obama, Obama was a master speaker. I will say this. I mean that 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 man could talk, but more than anything, he was great at understanding, and his handlers were great at telling him to cause division amongst the people because um, the economic recovery wasn't happening, um, and it wasn't happening by design. So, you know the the. I don't think horrible, that's anything unique to Obama, though. I think, generally speaking, well, yeah, he's the I mean, creator's it, it, it society. Like they, they need us. Walks like a duck, and flies they, like a duck, and flies like a duck. It's a duck, and he was raised by communists, and well, he was a communist. Period. End of story. He but was again, restrained. In, I, I'm quoting him. He was restrained by the Constitution from doing what he wanted to do. But again, you know. Presidents are like the orchid man. They're the figurehead on the commercial. They're not running the company. But here's the thing. Where I mean, I these think guys, like, again, they're out there. I, don't think, I, I just don't think Trump is controlled by the same people that control Obama. That I think that Trump despises those people. I think that Again, the this, that is the, this is the other people. end of the pe- controlling Trump. This is the other end of the me. pendulum, dude. I Everyone said the same thing. I don't know. I don't know, but presidents... In the 200 and however many years of... Right? He's the president of the fucking United States. It's the same train on the same track going the same direction. It's just a new shiny orange engine this time as opposed to a beige brown one the last time. It's not a certain extent, dude. If if you're a guy, does it seem to you that Trump is afraid of the people who killed fucking JFK? Does it does it seem to you? I mean, we're talking. I mean, you got to be honest. Answer me, brother. No, not necessarily. But th- thank you. 
No, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. No, he doesn't. But that's his whole point. Like, did the, it seem the freaking, like Obama? You know, the, and the, did it did it seem like Obama, Clinton, and Bush and Carter were listening to the people that killed Kennedy? I mean, you, you got to look. Got to break it down individually. Oh, Barack Obama came I'm in as this anti-establishment. I'm the fucking. Here. No, but I'm just saying, he was the one who was the anti-establishment. I'm going to start no more new wars. Um, he basically was the fucking left pendulum swing of what Donald Trump is doing now, the same shit. I'm not going to, I'm going to take out the Federal Reserve. No. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do these things, I promise. Right. I'm not, and I'm not saying but, he's, look. But has Trump the, started any new wars? Not now he does it because we're going into an election season. Who wants to start a war going into the election season? Wait a minute. He just spent To answer your question, years. no, he... <laughs> huh? It's been three years. What'd you say? It's been three years. Yeah, but they just started knocking on Venezuela's door. They just started knocking on Iran's door. Like that just I get started. That. I get that. That's just started going that. down. Time, time will tell. I, I'm I just I, me, me personally. Me exactly. Time will tell if he is still in campaign. He is basically in campaign mode now. He's saying, I'm going to take out the Federal Reserve. He's speaking to his constituency, what politicians do and have done throughout time. I just don't think he's necessarily any different. I think within this internal war, which I think is happening, I think, I hate to fucking beat a dead horse, but Godfather won. He's getting rid of the old gangster to bring in his gangster. I could be wrong. Time will tell. I'm a cynical right. bastard, dude. We're still double down, doubling down on the fact that some communist, Lee Harvey Oswald, blew our 35th president's head off in broad daylight. We're still doubling that. down on that. We're still talking about 19 hijackers did 9-11. We're still yeah. being fed horseshit. So now why all of a sudden is this dude, Mr. Like, I'm the soothsayer. I'm not falling, I'm not falling for the banana in the tailpipe like your boy Mike Jackson said. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> all right, so let's, let's go back to domestic stuff. Let's talk about the shootings in Baltimore, Chicago, all these, all these cities that are being destroyed. The ghettos are being destroyed. The black family's been destroyed. We've gone through MK Ultra, the understanding of that. And for people, historical perspective and the gun violence is why I'm talking about it, because that's a big part of what we are talking about on this show is nobody is raising hell about black kids dying in this no. nightmare war zone. Why do you, now, uh, why do you think that is? I think that uh, the politicians honestly don't give a fuck. That's why. Right. right? That's what I'm it saying. If, 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 if kids were dying, if kids were dying out in the old Bettendorf Pleasant Valley neighborhood in the numbers, they're dying in Rock Island or Chicago or White whatever. Kids. Do you think it'd be White the same kids, reaction? Yeah. yeah. No. So, so yeah, you know, I think that I think it's important for us to talk about this and say to all those politicians who maybe stumble upon this. They probably won't, but there might be a few. We've had a few politicians that are our allies. Uh, they might stumble upon this and, and hear us say things like, uh, let's go back historically and talk about MK Ultra in the 60s and 70s using hallucinogens and music to destroy a, uh, and make defenseless an entire generation who can't fight against the Vietnam War, gonna have their shit together. And then in the 80s, that turned into crack and dropping off a shitload of weapons in the ghetto, which has been confirmed. And now, I mean, the, the modern rap that I'm listening to, that I'm hearing at shows when I go to shows, <laughs> is so bad. Look, I've, I mean, I've, got a, I've got a love for music, 
But I, I don't know how people can even listen to this. I mean, it's it's some pretty pretty goofy shit. Um, it it there's no musical talent involved. It's basically <laughs> it's basically people talking like you and I, um, over over some some computerized music. It's it's pretty bad. A lot of it, anyway. Okay, and I'm not I'm not slighting people. I'm just saying that music and drugs and and violence and everything else. It's programmed. I believe that the the welfare section eight, all that sort of stuff, was intended to destroy the black family. It has destroyed a lot of white families. Majority, actually, that are on welfare and section eight are white white people. But I think it was intended to destroy blacks, and I think it was it, uh, specifically intended to remove um, the father figure out of the home, replace him with government subsidies, and destroy the black family and and make the black family powerless. And I. I think that people need to recognize that, and it's it's a disgusting um, realization for me because I think about it actually a lot, and I sit there and go, you know, it's 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 pretty it's about as criminal as you can get, man, because it was a a specific direct act <clears throat> to make powerless the black family. I mean, and this is this has obviously been documented as well. And, you know, it's happening to everyone. There's a certain war, I think, on almost every sect of humanity. There's, and there it really has its is. collateral damage, right? Well, of course it will, because, again, they're going to they're gonna play these groups off against each other. But, again, th there has been systemic shit going on with the black community. There is systemic shit going on with the white community. I mean, there's Muslim, gays, trans. Like, there's, there's a war on each of these groups because they want to play these groups off against each other. And that's just, it's its just basic divide and conquer do for a larger, in my opinion, a larger sociological end. I think they want to get rid of a lot of us. I know that might sound crazy, but they want to get rid of a lot of us. And it doesn't, it doesn't happen overnight, but. Um, well, and people can get uh, a book that's called the in war. In my opinion, what's war. happening. Well, people can get a book called, look, it's all about the feminine, uh, the, the feminist movement, the, the, there's a book, a great book, written by a woman, actually, um, called The War on Boys, okay? And it was written by a woman. I forget her name. I read it years ago. And the femini feminization of boys, you know, if you look at, take a look at all the shooters, the pictures of all the shooters um, that we've had um, in the past 10 years. And you'll look at them, and none of them look like, you know, trust me, these guys militant tier one operator looking guys who have been you know for the most part former military guys and, and things like that they are very uh feminine they are young they um are skinny they're not masculine and i think that that it is um you know it, it it's a direct correlation because whether <clears throat> let me put it this way if I make a boy very feminine um, through whether it's drugs, vaccinations, a lot of these other things that are going on, the toxins in society, people that can't clean this stuff out of their systems, and people might go, wait, wait, where, where are you going? Um, you, have, you have boys who grow into men who are very unsure about what they actually are, okay? They're, they're not confident. They're not strong. They're not protectors. Um, they may have been bullied a lot in their lives because of it, and it and it ends up backfiring. Okay, um, that's just that's just one 
piece of this. But in that book, The War on Boys, it's very specific. And, and you know, I actually had people criticize me about when I was a kid, and maybe you had the same thing in, in school, Jeff. In elementary, we started doing square dancing. This was devised. <laughs> this was devised by leftists um, to have boys doing square dancing with girls. <laughs> okay, people can say it was about socialization skills and this and that. Great. But ultimately, um, boys do not learn the same as girls. Boys cannot sit at desks all day unless they've been toned down, unless they've been drugged up. And that's a big problem with our education system. It's, it's part of the problem. You're breaking up, dude. You're breaking up. Can you hear me? Yep, yep. Okay. So anyway, um, get the book. Uh, the War on Boys, and read that, and you'll understand the long game of these leftists and what they're trying to do to feminize boys. Uh, because if there are no protectors, you have a very vulnerable target for a country to overtake. Um, they've done it very well in Europe. Look at Europe. The boys there, the men there, have been feminized extensively. And it's, it's pretty, pretty disturbing. Toxic masculinity, they call it. Yes, right? and we're going to be talking about that on the Will Cow Majority on the Blaze. On Wednesday morning, I'll be on his show in Washington, D.C. I'm going to fly out there Tuesday night, have a meeting with the guys from our clothing line, Survival Skin Clothing, and we're getting ready to launch that. And then I'll get up early Wednesday morning, iron my suit coats, and go, uh, <laughs> oh, Bill, did you just read Bill's, uh, Bill's comment? Square dancing was a leftist movement. Yes, Bill. The boxing that took place in your basement during the lunch period of high school was actually keeping masculinity alive. So you did your part, Bill. You did your part. Okay. So <laughs> understand that your square dancing during gym class was actually you and I partaking in our feminization. Okay. Hold on. Hold but, it down, Pat, for a couple seconds. Yeah, I will. So, Bill, ask, ask me a question, please. I'd, lo I'd love to get a question from Bill right now just to entertain his, his thoughts. But um, so we've been talking about the history for anybody that's joining late, look, we've gone through um, a lot of the timeline that has led up to these last shootings. Um, a lot of people I hope are comprehending this from you know, the historical perspective of Operation Gladio in Europe in the, in the sixties into the early eighties that ended up taking the guns from from all the Europeans, basically. Um, the Epstein case. I got a question, though. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I got a, I just got a question. What, what, um, what do we do about it? I mean, anybody out there listening, what is to be done about it? If everyone had their druthers, how would you cure or at least mitigate or limit these schools or these mass shootings, school, school shootings, shootings or otherwise? Mass shootings, anything, yeah. Is it, is it a full-on gun confiscation? Is there some level of legislation that could go down? Because it sounds like the guy last night in Ohio, the clip he was using, the banana clip, was already illegal. So a lot of these guys are still going to do shit, regardless of whatever law is in place. Bill's, Bill's question is, why is everything a leftist, globalist conspiracy? Do you want to start, or should I? Well, I mean, the global the globalist conspiracy, in my opinion, is not right or left. I think you know both sides do their part for the larger agenda but you know, excuse me we can 
well, I don't think I mean, leftists. The, I don't. The, I don't necessarily the, think that. So the the end game of the globalist um, agenda. I mean, if you, Bill, if you actually did some research on Agenda Twenty One specifically, you would know that it is about controlling all the resources, controlling the people, uh, making them defenseless, and and basically um, taking away our ability to actually communicate free thought, which has been expressed in shadow banning me on Twitter, um, shutting us down on Facebook. I mean, I've, ha I've had things removed. I've had, you know, a lot of my friends are, are being banned or, or suspended from Facebook for free thought. And, and look, if, if you support that, then we have a serious problem because you are a hard-leaning leftist, okay? So, you know, say what you want. But if, if you support our, by listening to this, I guess you support free speech. And I deliberately, and, and I often thank leftists who disagree with me for participating in keeping the First Amendment alive. And that's something that's important. I want people to disagree with me. I want debate and I want argument because without it, we aren't keeping the First Amendment alive. And once the First Amendment dies, we've got serious problems. They already got free speech zones. Well, like you said before, man, some of these ubiquitous uh, internet applications like your Twitter and Facebook, they're almost like a utility. So when they restrict speech on there, they're really, you know, restricting. I mean, granted, I know we sign on to the guidelines, et cetera, et cetera, but when when you start looking at their application as almost on the line of being a utility like Ma Bell back in the day that like we talked about, you know, they're literally restricting people's ability to communicate, like you said, and that's that's a very slippery slope, dude. Again, if you're okay with it now, when you disagree with people's speech, you're setting a precedent because it's when it's, when it's something Reed's, you're talking about and they do right. it, the precedent's and, and, been set. And here's the thing. The Second Amendment keeps the First, Man First Amendment alive. So Johnny Weeks posts... Yes, supposedly we've already signed the Small Arms Act with the UN. Um, if that was the case, um, it has been reversed. I know that the uh, Trump administration threw that out, along with several other things, including the Paris Accord. Um, America is already the lowest contributor in terms of major, major nations, um, civilized and developed nations. We are by far the lowest contributors to um, the global warming issue and uh china and, and many other countries are well above us it's not even close so um the fact that trump signed us out of that pulled us out of it what means basically this is that we're not funding it anymore our tax dollars aren't going for it anymore and that's kind of important trump yeah, it was. I just um... so so so. Hold on, Bill. Bill says uh, he's a hard leaning moderate, and he does support free speech except civil war talk. Now, Bill, all of our civil war talk has been this: that the leftists would be funded, that potentially illegal aliens would be funded by Soros organizations. They would be funded and armed by leftist organizations to cause a potential civil war. And my talk of civil war is simply a reactionary response to having to defend ourselves and the American way and the constitution to these, these people that are trying to usurp and destroy the American way of life and its founding documents. So what you're saying is, is emphatically false. 
Um, I don't talk of civil war in terms of offense and going out and killing people. What I talk of is defense of my way of life and your way of life and keeping our freedom of speech and our second amendment alive. So you're, you're, you're falsely portraying me as someone who's pushing for civil war when in reality, our defense of ourselves would result in a civil war and putting it down. Okay. So don't bullshit anybody. <clears throat> I personally think we're already in a civil war. It's just like, I think soft we are too. Kind of, we've been I in a civil a, war since, a, since the beginning of, and before the beginning of the Trump administration, go ahead and continue, Jeff. No, I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's going to be a way more asymmetrical kind of thing. It's not, when you people say civil war, you think of North versus South back in the day. I mean, we already see it beginning and this is, you watch that video, man, genocide worse than war. This is how it starts, man. People start slowly getting into these small conflicts and then it grows into these, these regional kind of bigger conflicts. I don't ever think it'll be a big national one side versus the other. It'll definitely have a, an asymmetric, asymmetrical, uh, unconventional aspect to it. But I think we're already in it, man. Like when we see these things going on, whether they're real or legit, um, it's just more political violence, dude. And when you start seeing political violence on the scale, we're seeing it. Forces get rallied, dude. Sides start getting more and more deeply entrenched. I mean, look at what's happened since even Trump got in, dude. Family members aren't speaking. Like, marriages, relationships are ending because of political stuff. I mean, this is the beginning, that slow roll, man. It's a tsunami. So let's talk it, about, now, now that you're mentioning that, let's talk about the documentary you posted. Let's talk about the genocides historically and how they were, how they were started. Um, and we, we, we talk about this because um, history repeats itself, and it's done it over and over and over, especially the past 100 years. Because we just don't learn. Because we don't learn, exactly. And when I watched the, you know, and you can please give your, give your thoughts on this, but when I saw the Civil War monuments being torn down in the South, I said, why are they removing the history and the memory of what actually happened in this nation? Um, is it deliberate? I think it is. I think that they're trying to remove the memories of, you know, um, a lot of bad shit that happened to allow it to happen again. And um, it, they're, they're not shrines to people who did <clears throat> great things. Um, they're... Their memories and monuments to a very dark time in our history. And I think people not having that sitting in front of them uh, when they walk through a city like New Orleans or somewhere in Mississippi or Alabama or wherever it may be that was part of the Confederation, um, I think that that's <clears throat> lost. I think that, I think that, you know, as a tour guide, if I were given a tour guide um, and talking about a statue, I would have the ability to say, <clears throat> this guy was part of the Confederate Army. Um, he owned you know, 30 slaves, um, and he wasn't a great guy, right? But that's gone now. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think a lot of these things have been weaponized for political means, but I mean, it's, I, I don't, I really don't know what to say, man, just simply because, I mean, I think this is another aspect of the how they're trying to defy the nation. You know, you have white people saying they're going against white people and European heritage, et cetera, et cetera. They could maybe have a valid argument about that. You got black folks saying they're after us for whatever, whatever reason. You got Muslims saying, you got gays saying. They're going after all of us. They're going after all of us, man. Yeah. No, in the end, they want us divided. And that's 
really, really important for them. And we need to stick together. We need to understand that. And ultimately, look. I, mean, right I don't now, know the rationale behind, behind the, the whole Southern getting rid of the Southern. I mean, I get you. Like, you know, George Washington owned slaves. Thomas Jefferson owned slaves. Like, what's the criteria of, like, eliminating history? Like, do we really want to get into the fucking just gnarly shit the United right. States government right. did to become this country that we're in? I mean, it's like. Yeah. And you know, that's the pot calling the kettle fucking black. You start throwing stones about who should or shouldn't be monumentalized, et cetera. Again, that's right. how we that's how we select history in this country. It's you know. Yeah, but I mean, look, the statue's there. Learn from it, right? Learn from sure. it. Or at least if you're gonna take all the statues down, at least put them in a museum and let's talk about it as the Confederation and the history of slavery and oppression that went on in this country, so that people at least have the opportunity to understand this this country's this history because um, look if people like are you so said we're about, doomed to repeat it if we don't get it right like you just it, said it was what eighteen sixty five when slave when was slavery abolished I'm thinking was it eighteen eighteen sixty five was the end of the Civil War I think it was um, maybe two or three years later I'm sorry if I don't know that but okay. not too long after so it was somewhere in the eighteen sixties we know that. Um, the Emancipation but, Proclamation. We'll look that up. Somebody look yeah. that up. Yeah, please do and tell us. But, you know, ultimately, if people are so upset about slavery in 1865, which which ended in 1865, and the Civil War or the Civil Rights Movement, which was, you know, important in the development of our nation, um, and people are still pissed off and talking about reparations and everything else, look, there's still slavery going on in Africa. I mean, there's over a million people that are enslaved in Northern Africa right now. If you want to do something about slavery, we should probably do something about that because a lot of people are being abused right now. Okay, so... And, uh, and enslaved. wake up. <laughs> yeah. Bill Camper says those, he agrees with that. Put him in a museum. Yeah. yeah. Without a doubt. I'm I mean, glad that's what the Bill agreed with me on something. Hey, Bill. Bill Bill used to have, and we've talked about it, it's really important. Bill said 1865, so I was correct, good. So I didn't get hit that much. I got hit some, but I made a living not getting hit, Bill. Remember that. Um, but the boxing matches in Bill's basement across from Bettner High School are, are, are important in history also because a lot of boys were masculinized during that time in Bettner High School, all the tough guys like Bill Camper and many others. Um, but uh, look, Bill, we've both progressed in a lot of years. I think that, that you and I could put on like um, sumo suits and just go at it. Just go at it. Just, just hurl, hurl political insults at each other, put on sumo suits and see who comes out on top. <clears throat> or you could just sit and hug it out like a couple of bitches. <laughs> well, I won't put boxing gloves on, Bill. I joke. I, I joke. Do. That's what we do. Bill can box, We talked about this before. There's a there's footage of Bill in downtown Chicago. A kid tried to steal. Uh, uh, I don't know how how old this guy was. You know, looked like he's 18, 20, whatever. Tried to steal. Bill's in his his uh, his business suit, and uh, a guy tries to steal his cell phone, and Bill boxes this kid up, like lights him up. <laughs> <laughs> so Bill can Bill box. giving Bill, people Bill in hands. Him. BK in the building. I still, I still love Bill. I still love Bill. No matter how awesome. we think his brain is, he's still, he's still a cool guy. Stands up for himself. He's, he's an important, he's an important piece of, 
of uh, masculinity. He might in he Chicago. might think your brain scrambled. So, Bill, it's, we it's all very I, subjective. Bill, Bill I'll, I'll ship you some Iowa water just to make sure that the Chicago water doesn't pollute your body and your brain so much that we lose you completely. Bill's a good guy. Bill's good people. Absolutely. So you have anything else to add? Uh, no, man. But if anybody happens to be in St. Louis, dude, this weekend, oh, Eddie yeah, Bravo, Sam Tripoli. Bad. Yeah, XG, Sam Tripoli, Eddie Bravo. We're going to be doing uh, a tinfoil hat podcast, a little comedy show at Helium Comedy Club here in St. Louis. I'm going to be introducing them fools. That's and, big um, stuff. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm going to have some fun. I'm not a stand-up comic, but I got some interesting stories to tell, you know? Should be yeah, fun. Absolutely. And I... I, gosh, I'm wondering if I can get down there for that. I'd like to come down for that, actually. Yeah, it's just that Saturday. It's it's a it's a 4:20 show. You know, it's kind of early, so you know. Can I Saturday? Can I get in? Would you guys let me in? Yeah, what are you was like anti-Croatian audience or something? Like, what are you talking about? I just want to get in. I just want to get in. But before we go, mention um, chemicalfreebody.com, my Patriot Supply, and ButcherBox are yeah, sponsored. All of the also chemi- C4. The C4.com, chemicalfreebody.com, front slash farmer. You can just go to our website, theconspiracyfarm.com, and check all this good stuff out. Uh, Neil, Neil Anderson's Anderson just, you're late, just joined Neil. us. You're, you're late to the show. You're going to have to go back and watch it. Uh, Neil Anderson, who is a Illinois State representative, a guy who we, uh, we've we had on the show before. We'd like to get you back on. But um, Neil talks about the, the ills that are going on in the state of Chicago, the dysfunction politically and financially that's going on there. Neil is a, a great American, a great politician, and a fireman. Everybody owes him a, a debt of gratitude for, for what he does for a living and, and uh, definitely a, a guy that will be remembered for serving his, his state and his country correctly, right? Absolutely, dude. I mean, that's a hefty load, man. EMT and, you know, dealing with Springfield bureaucratic yeah. nonsense. He must come at home to a nice, tall, cold glass of iced tea. Right, iced tea with so, lemonade. They call that an almond palmer, I guess. So this this show will be shared to my page, Pat Militich, uh, Jeffrey Wilson, the Conspiracy Farm. We'll put it on our Twitter pages. We'll put it on um, hopefully our Instagram. Do we have an Instagram page for the Conspiracy Farm yet? No, I don't. We Ooh, don't. Can we start that tonight? And start yeah, with I can this start. Show? Somehow, some and, way. But it's, it's more of just a picture. people can also go to theconspiracyfarm.com. For sure. Yeah. So, anyway, dude, been a great show. I think uh, I think we covered all our bases. Well, again, ladies and gentlemen, look for more of a pickup on the political violence. It's not going anywhere anytime soon. We, we're going to just say now there are bigger, bigger false flags coming. Very much so. Bigger problems to fry, my friend. Bigger problems to fry. Stay focused. Stay focused, everybody. Yeah, stay stay focused. Keep your head on a swivel and don't necessarily fall for the okey-doke when you start hearing this stuff about manifestos online and, you know, pump the brakes when they immediately start pumping the news out about what's going on into these situations because only only through hysterical historical perspective (laughs) do we find out the truth. Never in the immediate time. Exactly. Don't just fall for the okey-doke. Brotherly, brotherly love to you, Jeff, and to everybody, uh, everybody else that's out there, our farmers, all the people that listen to us, and and hey, man, good show. Absolutely, peace, guys. Be safe. <laughs>